And we're recording. That's right, we're back for another episode of Sizzle and Quinny. I'm Samuel Finlay, aka Sizzle, sitting across from me in another room on a computer screen is my co-host. Is Simon Quinn, also known as Quinny, the second founder of this podcast, you know, but I'm keen for this one. Episode 18, we've almost reached episode 20. Not long to go, who would have thought? We've got some big some big plans for episode 20, don't we? I think we have some very big plan, um, plans that the uh, fans aren't ready for, but it'll be super exciting and I'm looking forward to it. Not long now. So how are you holding up? You know, we'll get that out of the way first and foremost. COVID-19, this is a, a isolation uh, special. Obviously, we're not doing this face-to-face over Skype. Uh, the, the Skype podcast continue. How are you doing? Holding up in young, all right? Yeah, man, I'm going good. Same old, same old, really. You know, not nothing too much has changed. You know, it's just cold and wet today, so it's been raining the last few days, which is nice. But also, the temperatures dropped about 10 degrees over the last few days, so... Definitely going to be cold over the weekend, but other than that, man, I'm good, you know, just watching Netflix, playing some Xbox, doing some home workouts. Haven't been able to run as much this week because of all the rain, but that's okay. It's always nice to rest, give my body a bit of a rest, and yeah, man, I'm going well. How about you? Yeah, much the same. Uh, laying low, lots of Netflix, Disney+, Plus, a bit of PS4, lots of reading as well, and much the same today is like cold and wet here in Wollongong, so... Yeah, I noticed you're sipping on a cup of tea. I am as well right now to get myself through this podcast because it is quite chilly. It's dark and gloomy, but I, I don't mind these type of days every now and then. We haven't really had much rain, so it's nice to, to have some. That's right, man. Rain's always good, especially if it's dry and young. It's always nice to get a bit of rain. It's a lot greener than I first moved here, that's for sure. Yeah, I bet. And look, one thing I just want to want to say, we see the hype outside, Quinny. We see the hype we outside. Do see, we see the scouts. We see it. We've got to talk about the Scots. Oh, do we ever? Oh, man, I love this. So, I love this track. You know, this is wild because we were just talking about our two favorite artists, Kid Cudi, Travi, Laflame, Scott. And we, we wanted a, a collab. We wanted them to come together as a duo, literally like a week before this happened. In in last week's podcast, we talked about it. We almost predicted the future, I think. We wanted them to come get together, and they have done so. And now they're now known as the Scots. They released a track known as the Scots. Finally, they've had a few previous tracks together through the late night featuring Kid Cudi on Travis Scott's album, Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight, and then Baptized in Fire, which features Travis Scott on Kid Cudi's album. But now they've they're together. They're a duo. Initial thoughts, Quinny. I mean, this when when you when we first saw this and when we you know saw it being teased on Instagram and and Twitter, you and I were just going back and forth. We were losing our mind. Oh man, it was epic. Like when I when I first saw it on Instagram, like I'm like, come on, boys, you can't be doing this to me. Don't tease me like that. But I'll tell you what. When, since the songs come out, I'm obsessed with it. Like, I mean, what more could you ask for, man? You know, our boys, Kid Cudi, Travis Scott collaborating together hopefully it's a group i really hope this turns into an album i know this was just a bit of a teaser but man i need this in my life right now like i've had this bad boy on repeat all week like i've been pumping it on spotify how many times do you think you've listened to it oh i'd be over probably 100 i reckon (laughs) like on spotify in my car when i'm cooking dinner 
Like, I just dig the vibe of the song, man. I love it. The beat is great. Uh, it mixes both of their styles quite well. Even, like, the cool way it was launched, like how it was launched through Fortnite, that was amazing. Like, I don't play Fortnite, but from what I saw, it looks pretty epic. So I think it's just so cool because it kind of shows you how innovative Travis Scott actually is. And I think that's what makes him so unique. And when this song came out, oh, man, I'm buzzing. I love it. Yeah, he's kind of ahead of his time with things like that. Like, he, he often debuts songs in, like, a really interesting way. Like, um, we saw Highest in the Room. Like, he played that song live for like months before he released it. So people had heard it, but it was never officially released. And then B- Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight, that was debuted on his Apple Music or Beats One show, Dot Wave Radio. So it's kind of interesting how he goes about releasing these uh, tracks and releasing these albums and projects of his. He's, like you said, he's very innovative like that. Like who would have thought he, he's got a Fortnite um, like virtual tour basically through the game called Astronomical. He debuts the song there with Kid Cudi, who's his idol. They obviously love each other. And we've seen Kid Cudi do the same sort of thing. Like he debuted Leaders of the Delinquents, which we talked about last week on a live um, Instagram chat with Jaden Smith. So both of them are sort of doing the same thing. And I thought it was, yeah, really cool. And their styles like... They're, they're they're different, but they're they're almost the same as well. Obviously, Travis Scott has been influenced heavily by Kid Cudi, and they've both been heavily influ- influenced by Kanye West, of course. So you sort of see both of that uh, come out uh, in their music. But this song was cool. What I really liked about it was obviously Travis Scott's got a few ad libs that he always goes to. He's got his yeah ad lib, and 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 you hear, hear Kid Cudi saying that it's pretty cool. It's almost like when. Uh, Kid Cudi first appeared on uh, through the late night and then Travis Scott you know a bit of a throwback to uh, Kid Cudi lyrics so it was it was really cool to see them come together and and sort of work off each other like that what I also really liked was the cover art um, created by American Artist Cause something really different and obviously Travis Scott his uh, cover art for all his projects are always really interesting and really cool and have evolved over time. But I thought this was a banger. Uh, my only one thing I could say about it that I was a little bit upset about, and uh, you know, you spoke about this as well off off the record, was it doesn't go for long enough. Yeah, I need more. It's not long enough, man. I, I need at least, it's only like, you know, two and a bit minutes. Is it, is, does it even crack three minutes? Yeah, like, it, it cracks three minutes, but the last 40 seconds is just like an instrumental. Yeah, I needed at least four minutes for their... Oh, their... man, he, they robbed us. They can't tease us like that. I need a whole album now. I mean, the production was on point, though, wasn't it? Obviously, oh, Travis boy. Scott, Kid Cudi, who, you know, they delve in the production game a lot as well. Dr. Genius was credited as well. Plain Pat, of course, the, you know, two of Kid Cudi's go-to producers right there. And, of course, Mike Dean, who's just a legendary producer. Um, so, it, it was... Really, it was a legendary team that came together for this song. And yeah, I just, I just can't wait. And fingers crossed that we do get a Scott's album. And that's what it sort of, I think, is leaning towards. Because as oh, I, I sort, of, so. sort of said to you, like if you have a look at the crediting on Spotify, it doesn't say, you know, Kid Cudi featuring Travis Scott or Travis Scott featuring Kid Cudi. It says the Scots, Travis Scott, Kid Cudi. So I reckon it could be a duo. Obviously, Kid Cudi has a couple of duos right now. He's got Wizard and he's got, um, obviously, his, his duo uh, partnership with Kanye West. 
And then Travis Scott, the same as well. He's got uh, Huncho Jack, Jack Huncho with uh, Quavo. But this is the, the duo we need. This and is what we want. This is, what we this is what we need. Like, it has to be done. Man, even the start of the song, the moment Travis Scott starts and you hear the Kid Cudi hums in the background, the hums, it just it just sounds so good. I need it in my life right now. And it's already made it to number one on the Hot 100 billboard. This is Travis Scott's third number one alongside Sicko Mode, highest in the room. Interestingly enough, this is Cudi's first number one. Never cracked number one on the Hot 100 billboards. He's obviously featured in the top 10 numerous times, but I found that quite interesting. But, you know, Travis Scott's obviously one of the hottest artists right now. And it's just cool to see him bring back his idol known as Scott Muscati, Kid Cudi. Oh, yeah. So, you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully we can talk. Maybe, ne- you know, last week we talked about Lee's Delinquents. Hopefully next week we'll have another track from the two to talk about as well. Because, you know, it's an exciting time. I mean, this is what we need as well. We're on lockdown. We don't have a lot, you know, going on. There's no sport, obviously. So we need more uh, music like this and uh, and more exciting moments to, to share. For sure. All right, Quinny. We, we got that out of the way. I, I, we needed to talk about that. We've been, we've been itching to talk about that for, for some time. But now we want to jump into the topic of today and topic of this podcast. And that is Trilogies. Now, could you please explain what is the concept of a trilogy and the idea behind it? Of course. So, you know, I really love the whole idea of a trilogy. Obviously, guys, it's very similar to a saga. So I enjoy how trilogies always seem to have a start, a middle and an end. So there's always kind of a story. So it's always going somewhere. So it feels like you're always going on a journey. It's also good to know that there is sequels as well. So I know when you've seen like a movie like, oh, man, I hope there's a sequel to this. And they also release that. So it kind of adds to the enjoyment of the experience. So it's always good to have a follow-up. And it also makes you more engaged in the movie itself as well because you want to keep watching them. I mean, who doesn't like seeing three movies in a trilogy, man? Like, you really enjoyed it. You've invested a lot in the characters. So I think that's why the whole trilogy works because, like I said before, it's very much like a journey that take, and it takes you to all different kind of parts, which is really, really cool. So I'm kind of glad we're talking about this for this pod. Yeah, it's sort of the perfect number, isn't it? Three right there. You, as you sort of said, you've got start, middle, and finish. So you sort of get the best of both worlds. Usually, you know, you seem to find, it's not always the case, but the first movie, when when you've sort of only got two movies or, you know, you've got a series of multiple movies, you always find the, it's tough to beat the first one. But that's not always the case with some of the best that we're going to be talking about in a moment. So just on that, what are some of your favorite trilogies? Maybe rank them. I haven't ranked these ones, but I did have quite a list. I just How about you give me the list and then you give me maybe your favorite? Yeah, that would probably be better. So my list is a bit is a bit of a range there. Obviously, number one for me, the Star Wars, the original trilogy. So, you know, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, those that original one. Also, I love the Indiana, the Indiana Jones original trilogy as well. Toy Story... You know, I know there's four of them, but, you know, clear, technically there was three and then the fourth one came out a bit later. Also, Lord of the Rings is really good. I also love John Wick, same sort of thing. There's three of them. And then, obviously, there is a fourth one coming out, but I'm basing it on the first original three. Also, Back to the Future as well. Those three movies are great. Pirates of the Caribbean as well, the originals. And then finally, man, I had to throw it in. There's a classic I spoke about in our first season. The Ninja Turtles, 1990s film. 
the three in a row that they did. They weren't all very critically acclaimed, <laughs> but I love them all the same. And if I could pick my favorite out of all of them, it's man, hard. that's so hard. Like, I don't hard. know. If, like, I do love like Lord of the Rings. I do love Indiana Jones. I'm going to have to go with my roots, man. I'm going with Star Wars for me. I'm a big Star Wars guy. So I think the original trilogy is probably my favorite. It's probably the one that I've probably watched the most. That'll probably Indiana Jones. So I'm thinking probably Star Wars for me. What's your, your what's your favorite movie of the three? Oh, so for Star Wars, my favorite would be Empire Strikes Back, the one in the middle. Because obviously it's very unique to have the second one probably better than the first one. So the Empire Strikes Back for me was a quality uh, middle and sequel. So that's probably my favorite one out of those original three. How about you? What are some of your favorites? So we're going to have a few that are quite similar. So I've also got the original Star Wars trilogy and New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I've also got Mighty Ducks, the three nice. there. Solid, classic. Uh, I've got the Blade trilogy. Love, oh, nice. Yeah, I loved Blade. Um, I've also got the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. So the three there. So Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Nice. I had Toy Story as well, the originals, Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. I also had, and it's I'm sort of cheating the system a little bit, but I'm going to count it. I've got the three, the Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, that boy, yeah, I'll take that. That works. Yeah. And I've also got Captain America. So I've got the first Avenger, Winter Soldier, and Civil War, because technically yeah, they're good. his three movies. Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite, and you mentioned them as well, is Lord of the Rings. I got to go with Lord of the Rings is my favorite right there. It was a bit of a toss up because I, like you, like Star Wars a lot too. So they were probably the two that I had to battle it out for number one. But I think I was I probably more invested in Lord of the Rings, especially for that time when it came out, like I was all about it. Uh, nice. And I think my favorite one is actually the middle one, funnily enough, The Two Towers. It's just yeah. that, that iconic battle scene at helm's deep oh the battle of helm's deep epic it is epic you know it's pouring down rain the urukai are just about to attack like it's it's intense there's that standoff you know the rain's pouring down and they're just both it's just quiet both you know parties looking at each other and then the one arrow just flies and takes out the urukai and then it's on from there uh, it's epic you know you get to see some some serious some serious action there at Helm's Deep. So, you know, I'd love to see my boy Legolas putting in work right there. And Gimli? And Gimli, I love it. They're always having a competition to see how many how many Urukai and Orcs they can they can uh, beat. And often seems that Gimli loses out in that one because Legolas is always a few ahead of him there. Uh, but yeah, I think Lord of the Rings is, is my favorite trilogy there. Uh, I had an honorable mention was The Matrix as well. Nice. But I, I like I really loved the first Matrix. Obviously, it's critically yeah, acclaimed. Yeah. But I didn't particularly love the two and three. Uh, I think they sort of stretched it out a little bit. So I'm going to like that's why I didn't put it in my favorites. I just wanted to mention it there purely because of that first one. But like you said, it, it, it's it's one to three. So it's got to be collective. Uh, deal right there um yeah so any surprises in mind that you wouldn't have thought um i think i was pretty happy with yours um i didn't expect you to actually say iron man those three films i didn't realize you liked him and then also captain america Mm. but i really and when i I think of when i think about it like captain america those three movies are really really good i reckon they're almost better than the three iron man's that's just my personal opinion. Like Iron Man 1's obviously iconic, 
But I just don't think two and three is good. But I feel like with Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War are epic. Like they're amazing. Well, Civil War was in both of our top five Marvel movies, and it's still one of my favorite Marvel movies. So I agree. I'd put Captain America above Iron Man, despite Iron Man one being you know one of the best movies in the Marvel universe. Uh, and I think I probably at first my first watch I wouldn't have thought this, but you know you've done the same, and we've recently gone back and watched you know the start of the. Uh, Infinity Saga, watched it through to the end and I really did appreciate them on that second watch, especially watching them in order when it really sort of fits um, within the whole universe there. So I, I do appreciate both Captain America and Iron Man much more now after giving it a bit of time and seeing where it fits within the Marvel Universe and the Infinity Saga. Um, so yeah, that I had to throw it in there. Nice. Did you have any surprises from my list? No, look, I was I was pretty uh, Toy Story. I wouldn't. Have, I mean, I put it in mine, but I wasn't sure sure that you're a, a, a big Toy Story guy. Um, I love Toy Story, man. Pixar. I get I around that. Uh, have you have you done a rewatch now that you've got Disney Plus? I'm gonna have to, I think, because I'm currently rewatching all the uh, X Men films, so that could be my next one. Trilogy. I, I so actually, I actually Toy thought Story you were gonna. Up. I thought you were gonna sneak in some of the X-Men movie there, similar to how I put in Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. I thought you were going to put in like the Wolverine because I think there might be three Wolverine. Yeah, they're movies. all pretty good, yeah. But so, I just, nah, just for me, they were the ones that I could think of straight away. Yeah, nice. And one uh, trilogy I didn't put in mind, but you mentioned it and I didn't even think about it, uh, was John Wick. And I would definitely put Love that John in Wick. mind now. I mean, John Wick is, yeah, we've talked about doing a whole podcast on John Wick and breaking it down because it's epic. Keanu Reeves, like... So good. Yeah. I, the big call, but I, I prefer John Wick as a whole than The Matrix. Like, yeah, I totally agree, man. You know, 100% agree with that. Yeah, so... What about overrated or least favorite trilogies? Yeah, so, again, I had a few, and some of them I'm, like, I put them in there. Like, I don't not like them, but I just feel like they're a bit overrated or just didn't meet my expectations. So I'm going to start with the Matrix trilogy. Like the first Matrix I thought was awesome, like you mentioned, but I think the sequels weren't anywhere near as good. I thought the number two and number three weren't great. From memory, number three, I don't think I liked at all. Also, I chucked this one in there, the Hobbit trilogy. Like I don't mind the Hobbit, and I feel like it is a good story, but I just feel like you didn't need to do three movies based on the Hobbit. And I feel like it was trying to kind of meet that expectation of Lord of the Rings, but Lord of the Rings is just so good. So I had The Hobbit as one. Also, the Night at the Museum films with Ben Stiller. Like, again, the first one I thought was really, really good. And the second and the third one, you know, not that great. Again, this one hurt. I didn't want to put it down, but I did. Mighty Ducks. Oh. Like, I love the first Mighty Ducks. You're killing me. I love the first one. The second one's, like, still pretty good. And then the third one I thought isn't that great they're just nowhere near as good again i still like the mighty ducks films but i just chucked them in there and then the last one i did was the hunger games i thought that was overrated the hunger games um trilogy so if you you know the hunger games they weren't that good the first one again really good but then the second and third one just didn't really live up to the hype and the third one ended up being in two parts so they kind of just dragged it on yeah i um i didn't have as many as you i 
like I, I mentioned the matrix I, I loved the first one but didn't love um two and three so it was one that i couldn't really put in my favorite and two and three i'd probably then shifted into probably a little bit overrated because of those those uh, uh two other movies uh an overrated trilogy and this is going to be a controversial take because it's like one of the classics is back to the future I never really got into Oh, back to the didn't you like it? Oh, man, fair enough. Man, I love Back to the Future. I don't know why. It's just one that I could never really get around. I never never got into it. You know, I watched watched all three. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. For whatever reason, I just didn't um didn't dig it. Although the shoes Yeah, epic, how about the Kid Cuddy shoes? Epic, you know. Uh they're 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 dope. So it's a cool idea, cool concept, but wasn't a movie I particularly liked uh movies yep. i should say um star wars episode one two and three yeah um just, you know i loved obviously um the originals but episode one episode two episode three yeah, I, my yeah vibe. I forgot about those ones uh, yeah. i you know I, I love darth maul he was obviously in episode one so episode Boy. one i actually liked and that was one of the movies that a lot of people don't like i actually didn't mind episode one but clone wars just i didn't vibe at all that was um which is a shame because the animated series on disney plus is great oh yeah thank you love that tv show so yeah i'm gonna put star wars in there as well um but yeah there's some of the ones that i wanted to mention for overrated it's our least favorite over there didn't have as many as you yeah, I kind of, I just kind of chucked some more in there to you know make it a bit more interesting. Just uh, chucked a few out there, but yeah. But Revenge of the Sith is pretty good. I like Revenge of the Sith, but the other two, like you said, yeah, the first one's okay, but I didn't really vibe the second one either. So I totally agree there. Is there any movies that, or series of movies? So maybe uh, where there's two movies that have got uh, you know part one, part two, and haven't released a third movie that you'd like to see turned into a trilogy? Hmm. I don't know. I'm think I haven't really thought about that. I'm trying to think what ones have two but don't have a third. Yeah, I'm putting you in the spot here, but I just thought of that. Yeah. Oh. I don't know, man. What about you? I can't think of one at the moment. I'll have to look, think about it for the next few minutes and see well, if I can come up with something. Well, how about we we can I'll, I'll um, hold this one off until next week on the podcast. That's what we can open with next next week, and I can get back to you as well because I haven't thought about it in depth either. I was just thinking then there so we'll we'll get we'll both get back to the listeners on that one yeah i like that yeah because honestly i'm trying to think i can't think of one right now but you've you've thrown me a bit and speaking of um you know putting on the spot here this is a movie that i watched this isn't a a trilogy but you know this is a little bit off off topic but i wanted to get your opinion on it was extraction yeah yeah what did you think I watched this on the weekend. Uh, obviously, you sent me the trailer when, when it first sort of came out. Our boy Thor, uh, the Russo brothers as writers, um, directed by Sam Hargraves. What did you think? Because I, I really liked this movie. Well, this kind of leads into my recommendations of movie. <laughs> I was going to mention Extraction. So was I. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, anyway, I'll just answer that now. And we'll get back to the other ones. But like you said, man, I really enjoyed it. Like, all right, don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's not an Oscar-worthy film. 
but I really enjoyed just the action sequences and the story was really cool. It was very similar to Man on Fire. I mentioned that to you, but I really enjoyed it. And I felt like I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I sort of loved the way they filmed it because it makes you feel like you're actually there with the characters. So it made me feel a bit overwhelmed as I was watching it. And as you said, like produced by the Russo brothers as well, helped write it, who are like the key figures behind the most successful Marvel slash Infinity Stone saga films in that Marvel universe. So for me, yes, it was in my recommendations, but I actually enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was entertaining. Like I got through it. I enjoyed it. Chris Hemsworth, you know, he's our boy. Loving what he does, and he's p- plays a good mercenary. Yeah, I I agree. This was like I loved this movie just purely because it was just a movie you can chuck on. You don't have to think too much. Just like some awesome, awesome action scenes. Like that one scene that just goes for ages. It's just continuously shot. Is just beautiful to watch. Like, and you know, this it sort of goes to show like what happens when you get a, a stunt a stuntman to direct a movie um yeah so it was it was cool and it's just it's it was super weird though for me to see chris hemsworth in another movie other than the marvel movie like i kept thinking like you know when's he gonna call out for his hammer like <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know like because he, he just picture him as thor you know all the time and and you forget how big he is like because he's always standing next to like the hulk or like you know he's a big dude obviously in the marvel he's massive movie. man but man he's big uh obviously you would have appreciated your boy hopper uh, was in yeah in the movie love me some hopper from yeah. <laughs> from stranger things it's cool to see him in it but uh, I wanted to ask you as well, do, do you think he died? Do you think, he, or, you know, that you get that last, you know, not to spoil this for anyone, I've probably just spoiled it for people that haven't yet watched it. But do you think Chris Hemsworth, who plays Tyler Rake, actually died? Because we don't get that yeah. get that confirmed. Yeah, you don't get, you see him kind of fall off the bridge and then disappear under the water. And I guess... You know, I kind of feel like he probably did survive because, like, what other kind of tall, white, buff guy for a cap on is going to be watching the kid dive into a swimming pool? Like, I think it kind of, I think it was kind of cool how they did that because it's kind of open to, oh, is he alive? Is he not alive? But man, he took a beating. If he survived that, man, he got, and I couldn't believe he got how he died though, like that, or if he, you know, how he was ended by that kid, like the cheap shot. But I think he's probably still alive. I'm just going to say that. What do you reckon? It's the God of Thunder. You can't kill the God of Thunder that easily. Like, That's right. <laughs> Odin's son, like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, like, it was cool because it was done by a stuntman. And it's funny you say that because all the John Wick films are directed by a stuntman that worked with Keanu Reeves on the Matrix film. So that gives you an idea about... That's why in John Wick there's so much cool action sequences as well. So it kind of links in like that, which yeah. is cool. I mean, just speaking about that, actually, that's a good comparison there because I felt like this movie was very similar to one of the John Wick movies. Not a whole lot of dialogue. Like the movie was, you know, mostly action and fight scenes and, you know, um, whether it was, um, you know, hand combat or, you know, lots of, uh, you know, shoot 'em up scenes. It was pretty cool to see and it was very similar to a john wick film i think so 
Yeah, maybe Chris Hemsworth will be in John Wick 4. <laughs> maybe he will, I don't know, but John Wick is amazing. I love those films. <laughs> well, you, you spoke about it there that you were going to mention Extraction as your movie recommendation. I was yeah. going to do the same. We obviously want to give our listeners some recommendations while they're stuck at home with the COVID-19 situation. So let's just skip movie right there because we've already talked about Extraction. Have you got a book to recommend? So I know I'm going to go with my go-to, the same as last week, Baptism of Fire, the Witcher book, number three. I pretty much nearly finished it, and I'm about to start the fourth book, which is The Tower of Swallows. So I really, really enjoyed this book. It's probably my favorite one so far out of the ones I've read. And I love it how uh, your girlfriend ended up buying the Witcher books as well. So shout out to Maddie. Obviously, she's been listening to me talking about the Witcher books. But for me, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going with Baptism of Fire again. It has to be done. Yeah, funny you say that because yesterday I get home, I had had to um, go out to do a couple of things, get home, and three of the Witcher books are there. And you know, my girlfriend Maddie, she's stu- she's already stuck into them. She's probably reading them right now as we record this podcast. So, yeah, a good recommendation. She's obviously been listening and appreciates um, your taste in books right there. Uh, I actually don't have a novel per se. I've actually got a cookbook that I'm going to recommend this week. I've been cooking a lot out of uh, the cookbook by Ottolonghi called Jerusalem. So basically it's a a cookbook revolving around um, Israeli, Middle Eastern food. And I've been picking one or two recipes each week and it's been my go-to cookbook for the last few weeks now. So I made some really nice, um, it was kind of like baked eggs last night, but it was like had lamb mince through it with some baked eggs on top and some spices, some sumac and some garlic and some red onion chopped up through it, which was really nice and made a tahini dressing to go with it. It was delicious. Had it with some flatbread. Lovely, sounds good. It was good. So yeah. um, I'll Look be out. I'll be cooking another recipe from that next week as well. So that would be my book recommendation there. But uh, you know, something that's easy to read as well. You can just you know flick the pages, find a recipe you like, and and give it a go. I'd highly recommend it. So maybe I can send you a recipe, and I can put put I can uh, throw a challenge mm-hmm. out to you, and see if you can cook one of the uh, the recipes that I send to you. I'll pick something you'd like that I think you'd like. Oh, that sounds good. I'll give it a crack. I like cooking. I like whipping it up in the kitchen, mate. I know. I mean, you know, we've got this WhatsApp group and we, we're constantly sharing, you know, our dinners. So, you know, you're posting some delicious some delicious meals there and I'm doing the same. So, I'm going to challenge you next week to, to cook a, a, a recipe out of the Jerusalem Otolonghi cookbook. Good. Just make sure it's easy to do and there's not heaps of ingredients. We'll do. I'll, I'll pick something that is, is very achievable. Love that. I, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. What about a podcast? Yeah, so this week the podcast I'm going to roll with for everyone is the Rewatchables. So that's obviously a part of the Bill Simmons Podcast Network. I really enjoy it. I've listened to it heaps of times. They always break down really good films. I listened to the John Wick ones recently so to kind of get me ready for this pod when we were talking about trilogies and I really, really liked it because they give you a really good in-depth look at the film and it's good because they do a lot of really well-known films and it makes you kind of keen to watch them again. So as you listen to them, like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I'm kind of keen to watch it again. And they kind of give you a whole new perspective or point of view from the film. So for me, at the moment, the podcast, The Rewatchables, has always been pretty solid. So that would be the one I'd recommend this week. Nice. I also love The Rewatchables as well. Awesome. It's cool as, you know, when a, a movie you've watched or recently pops up on there, it's good and even if it doesn't you know a movie might pop up and i'll 
it'll pop up on my my podcasting feed and then I'll, I'll watch it you know that night or the next you know night and then i'll listen to the podcast so a good recommendation there because that's perfect for the current climate that we're in you know you can watch a movie and then you can listen to the rewatchables there so good recommendation great podcast as well there Bynes actually from the ringer as well and the ringer podcasting network as well and it's a new podcast there's only a few episodes out I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called Flying Coach with Steve Kerr and Pete Carroll. Uh, Steve Kerr, obviously the Warriors head coach there and Pete Carroll, the, um, the Seagulls um, head coach there from the NFL. Uh, it's basically a podcast that they um, host together um, and they sort of discuss their respective coaching uh, experiences, how they run their teams um, in the NBA and the NFL, uh, how things are, are similar and how they differ. Um, you know, the, most recently they talked about drafts uh, and obviously the NFL draft just happened recently. So they were sort of talking about, you know, how um, Pete Carroll talked about how he approached the draft, especially with the whole online Zoom sort of format, uh, obviously because of COVID-19. So that's a pretty cool podcast that um, is well worth checking out there. Lovely. Sounds good. I enjoy Steve Kerr and Pete Carroll, both really good coaches, so... Sounds interesting. All right, moving on. Have you got a game to recommend? So I don't have a game recommended this week. I actually had a song or music recommended, but with the game, though, I'm just going to go with it. Kakarot, the Dragon Ball Z game. You know me. We both love Dragon Ball Z. I finished it, obviously, a few weeks ago, but, you know, I was obsessed with it. It's a great game. If you love kind of fighting games and also a bit of open world sort of feel and just, you know, wanting to turn Super Saiyan and if you want to use some of the powers that you know from the show. So I really, really enjoyed Kakarot, the Dragon Ball Z game. So that would be one recommendation that I would put forward for the audience. Nice. I, I still, I'm about halfway through it or probably only a quarter of the way through it. Just finished the Freezer Saga there. So I've got to, got to step my game up. And... Oh, did you turn Super Saiyan? I did, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was epic. Uh, I just I noticed that they've just brought out or they're just about to bring out the, the newest update for it and that's going to include Beerus and uh, Dragon Ball Super as well. So Love that. You'll be able to get some more playing time in there with the new expansion. Uh, but my game is a game that I haven't played yet, but Ooh. I this was actually recommended by you and that's The Last of Us. That's right. So yeah. I, I got it uh, yesterday. Uh, my lovely girlfriend bought it for me uh, as a present, which is great. Came home to it. So Relationship um, goals. Relationship goals, that's right. Uh, I, I haven't actually played it yet. I mean, I read read a little bit about it after, and obviously it won Game of the Year like a few years ago, whatever. This is the remastered version. I actually want to ask you, give us a little rundown of what the game's about. Well, like you, I haven't actually played it either. Okay. But I've just read about it because obviously it's only for PS4 games. So I just did some research on it and as far as what I've been told, it's very similar to like sort of like a Far Cry kind of game. So it's very much open world, zombie apocalypse. And I know how much you like The Walking Dead and, you know, survival horror games. So I thought when Maddie asked me, I'm like, you know what? If you can't get The Witcher, Wild Hunt, I reckon Sizzle will appreciate The Last of Us because I've heard so much good things about it. Obviously, like you said, it won Game of the Year. A few years ago, I think it got 95 out of 100. That was its rating, which is really, really good. That's quite high. That's pretty much similar to The Witcher and Red Dead Redemption. So I think you're in good stead. I reckon your weekend, if you once you install it and download it, you better enjoy it. And I'd recommended it, so I'm hoping that you will. 
but from what I've been told and what I've seen, I've like watched the trailers and I've kind of read a bit about the gameplay, but it looks really, really cool. So I think you'll be on the edge of your seat while you're playing it. Well, you're not coming back this weekend, so I've got nothing to do other than play The Last of Us. So I'm going to put in a serious shift this weekend. So I'll report I hope back so. on the next podcast. Uh, you mentioned you've got a song there, song recommendation. Yeah, Did so me. I think yeah, I think you'll appreciate this. This is you know we used to do shout out. So this is shout out to you and Marty, my brother, Tam Impala. <laughs> I finally listened to Tam Impala. I listened to Currents. I know it's a few years old. One of my favorite albums of all time. And I thought it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Kind of cool. Every song was really good. It had their own kind of unique feel to it. It was a bit different. And I really, really enjoyed it. Because as you know, obviously, I'm heavy into, you know, hip-hop and rap and stuff like that. But I do appreciate a bit of, you know, neo-psychedelia, stuff like that. So a little bit of rock. But it was really cool. I wasn't really rock. It was just, I don't know, it was just a bit different. I was vibing it. You know, Travis Scott listens to him. They've worked together, they've collaborated before, and I just wanted to say I really, really enjoyed it. So shout out to you, Sizzle, and for Marty for recommending it because I finally got around to listen to it and I really enjoyed it. Nice. It's kind of like the like I, I love Tam Impala. The Currents is one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, and like I'm predominantly listening to hip-hop, but I, I love that album and I love their work. It's the perfect album that I like to listen to when I just want to chill and like it's good background music like if you're cooking or you know you're having a few drinks with friends chuck that on in the background and just chill too it's um yeah a great album they've uh, most recent album as well I think you should uh, give a listen when you get a chance as, as well obviously Currents is my favorite but um you should give their more, more recent album a listen there as well uh the slow rush it's called that's a great album so some some more homework for you to do there Quinny Love that. Sounds good. I really enjoyed it. So thanks for the uh, recommendation. It's a pleasure. Uh, look, I am going to go with uh, my boy, and I think I got you into him as well, and that's Baby. He brought out another classic hit album called Blame It On Baby. Um, came out um, the same day as Pray For Paris by Westside Gun, which I mentioned previously on this podcast. Um, I don't know if you've listened to that one yet because that was also something I asked you to listen to. I listened to the track of Tyler Crater today. Nice. What did you I think? I liked it. I thought it was good, but I haven't listened to the rest of the album yet. All right, good. I'm giving you lots of homework on this podcast, so I'll... Um, yeah, I better write this down. I'll leave, I'll leave you with that. But um, yeah, so uh, Baby's new album, it, it's, you know... It's just one of those like him spitting. It's not nothing too serious. It's like pretty fun to groove to, and um, I'm sure we'll see uh, and hear many um, NBA players and NFL players bop into his music uh, when the seasons return. We obviously saw Odell Beckham last year after he scored a touchdown do uh, the bop dance um, there. Right. So, the <laughs> uh, baby's latest album, "Blame It on Baby," is my music recommendation for this week. Um, nice. sounds good that brings us to the end of this week's episode Quinny any final words no really just you know like I've said the last few weeks you know stay safe guys you know it's starting to get hopefully better people are allowed to hang out a bit more at home and in saying that I will be back next weekend in Wollongong so we'll definitely be doing a live episode next week so get excited for that because your boy's back in town you know, going to goodies, getting our sneaky coffee, I think, before the show begins. And, uh, you know, we might even have a few sneaky, you know, surfing kisses possibly, a bit of the grifter. We'll see how we go. But other than that, you know, just stay safe, have a good time, listen to our recommendations, check them out. You won't be, you won't be disappointed pretty much. The long-awaited return, I can't wait to, to catch up with you, have a beer, have a coffee, 
uh, record a live podcast and have some banter as well. Uh, you, know, you sort of summed it up there. Stay safe, everyone. Um, you know, listen to our recommendations and watch, read, um, you know, just jump into them. Um, but yeah, tell your brother, your sister, your mother, your cousin. Your, everybody, your... tell the fam. We know how it works. Tell everybody. That's exactly right. We're on Instagram as well. I'm on Instagram, Samuel Finlay. Your Instagram handle is? Uh, squinny91. And obviously the show is on Instagram as well, Sizzle and Quinny. Until next time, we'll be seeing you. Well, we won't be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. Peace. Yum. Yum.